0: The Workforce Connections Podcast, where we discuss workforce development in Southern Nevada. Here's your host.
1: Hi, and welcome to the WC Podcast. Today, we have a special guest from UNLV Small Business Development, We have Jamie Schwartz. Jamie, welcome to the program.
0: Hi, Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Yeah, so we we are going to talk about a lot of things, but let's get started uh, hearing about the UNLV Office of Economic Development. Not uh, not everybody knows uh, what you do, who you are. And so first, tell us a little bit about the mission of the organization.
0: Well, uh, UNLV's Office of Economic Development is here to diversify and improve the economy for Southern Nevada, actually for the whole state. And we do that through assisting students to either grow their own businesses or innovate. We help to to develop their technologies with them if that's where they're looking to go. And then we also help the private sector. So if you're a small business owner or an entrepreneur or an inventor in our community, you can come to UNLV's Office of Economic Development and we'll help you to expand and grow your business or help you to take your innovation to the next level.
1: That's great. And I heard you say a key thing when I met you. You explained this to me. It's not just the students at UNLV. It's also the private sector. So small, medium businesses, they can come and take advantage of the very same services.
0: They sure can. And that's something we're really trying to let everybody know about. So I'm happy to talk about it with you, too, is to, to let the whole community know UNLV is open for them to access as their public university as well.
1: And as we're going to talk about later, uh, you're also making sure that happens not just through this podcast and social media, but you are moving your team into places like ours, which we're going to talk about in a bit. So before we get to that, back to uh, your office, tell us your role on that team.
0: So I am the Director of Industry and Business Engagement for the Office of Economic Development. One of my charges in that position is the Small Business Development Center for UNLV, uh, which I'm really proud to be a part of there.
1: And I know you get to work with some fantastic people. I've been to your office now a few times since we met. Uh, my friend, Paul Bernard, who I enjoy hockey with. And, you know, your team is just great. So hospitable every time we go there, knowledgeable. And for those who have never visited that building, wow, it's a must-see. You guys give great tours. So tell us about, you know, a little bit more specific and granular, the type of services that these students at UNLV that are trying to start their own business or the private sector what, what kind of services can they get through your offices?
0: So if they're a student, they can come to our offices if they've got an idea to start a small business or if they're inventing something or if they've got uh, a piece of intellectual property, some concept that is their own. Any one of those three things, they can utilize our advisors in the office. Uh, if they're inventing something, we can help them to refine the invention. We can help them to build a prototype, Uh, And then after that, we can assist them in uh, seeking seed funding so they can expand what they're building. We can also help them to meet the market. So as they're trying to commercialize what they've invented, we can help them through that process and actually sell what they've invented. If they're a small business owner, we have a really great program on campus called Rebel Forge. Our SBDC advisors uh, oversee interns who are out in the campus helping student entrepreneurs grow and expand their business. So uh, there's a multitude of ways that we can help them grow uh, and we can introduce them to the rest of the resources in the community as well.
1: It's very, um, not just broad, but a robust set of tools that you have for them. Uh, That's why I think the more I learn about it, the more important it is that this message gets out there so people know where you are, who you are. And again, where you are, let's talk a little bit about that Beautiful building, the Black Fire Innovation Center. I mean, every time I go, I think I know it, and that you guys show me something new. The last time I was there, I saw uh, sheets. You know, when when I was on on the Strip and on the hotels, we go, took great pride in in. in any kind of water conservation initiatives with, you know, the the sheets that, that have to be changed. And sometimes when you don't change a sheet every night, you reduce by half your water consumption. And so, but you guys have taken it a step further because you showed me sheets that renew themselves every wash. And it's very complex, so I'll let you explain it.
0: Yeah, well, you're talking about Purelin, which was a UNLV student-initiated concept the sheets are not washed uh, when they're when they're time to be cleaned. They're removed from the bed and then they're taken down to what's essentially a big heating melting machine and it takes the, that material down to a million little pellets and then those are reformed into fabric again and cut and sewn into a sheet and reused. So it never hits water as a washing element and it's completely, you know, antiviral, antibacterial. So it's a great health element, you know, possibility as well.
1: It's not only a great in, in a health perspective, but in a place where we, one of our major challenges moving forward is water because we live in the desert. And for years we forgot that because, you know, of who we were and how we grew as a community, but water is an imperative uh, that we have to really watch. And this is great for that waterless, you know, uh sheet maintenance and, and again, People might be thinking, yeah, but I'm sure it feels like sandpaper. I'm sure it's very industrial. I'm sure uh, you're a woman, so you know that's very important. And I touched it. You saw me touch it several times because I couldn't believe. We
0: encourage it because it is so soft, right?
1: So soft, Yeah. Amazing, amazing. That's just one sample of the great things happening in that innovation center.
0: It is. And what's really nice for people is to have proximity to the university. We have researchers who are really concerned with things like the environment, specifically, you know, water conservation here in the desert is such a priority. So there are projects and research that student entrepreneurs and innovators, but also local business people, we wanna make sure that we emphasize that. Uh, people in the community who have a project or would like to adopt a technology that potentially has been developed on campus as part of their business model, we can arrange for that. And there's so many more opportunities because of the depth of research that comes out of the university.
1: And so you beat me to my question, since we're talking about those technologies that are being displayed there at the Black Fire Innovation Center, uh, I was asked to make sure I prompted you to tell us How specifically do you do technology as uh, development assistance, right? So is it money? Is it, like you said, connection to other research folks? How specifically does somebody get assistance with developing that technology they want to develop?
0: Depends on the stage that they're in. But let's start from the very beginning and they've got a concept that they're not sure is feasible and they want to develop a prototype. We can help them with that process and we can walk them through the testing uh, with our research team, maybe they're coming into our makerspace lab, which I know that you've viewed at Black Fire. Uh, for those who haven't been there yet, a makerspace is a workshop lab. We've got 3D printers, we've got laser engravers, we have, uh, we've got electrical tools to to you know fix and work on boards. We've got uh, routers for people who are trying to build something out of wood or metal. We've got a whole station for textiles, so if you're trying to to sew something or you need to make actually uh, uniforms for your employees, things like that, uh, beyond just the innovation piece. But we've got a full workshop, a whole set of tools, uh, really anything you need. And what's better is we have a team of techs that come from the university campus who are really skilled at not only helping to design prototypes, but also troubleshoot and help to recognize whether the concept is feasible. Uh, So... We go through that phase and let's say now we get to the part where it is a feasible product and we want to help advance it from there. We're going to help that, uh, that student or that entrepreneur uh, approach whether or not there's something to protect with regard to intellectual property. Should we patent this idea? And from there, we might introduce them to an accelerator program. I know that you've visited with some of the accelerators we have in our Blackfire facility. One of them is the XCO. They're looking for new innovative projects to, uh, if you're not familiar with accelerators, what accelerating is, is taking a concept to the very next level. So they teach these startup founders, how do you actually run a business? How do you manage the finances? How do you scale? Because scaling an idea is is a really tri- requires a really tricky set of, of information and knowledge and access to resources. They find seed funding for these ideas because it does cost money. So they help to finance those things. Uh, and then once we get an idea that's actually feasible, you can tell there's a market for it, investors are interested in it, Now we can help them take it to market. If you've got an idea and you want to connect with a corporate entity in town, our Office of Economic Development is really familiar with all the major corporations in town, as are you. And so if there's somebody we don't know, we can reach out to you and the other resource partners to introduce our local startups and innovators to those places that are going to hire them and buy their products.
1: I'm sure there's um, many listeners who, again, uh, don't know uh, enough about the Office of Economic Development at UNLV or Workforce Connections. And that's why we're doing the podcast, uh, you know, and they're saying, wow, I could really get help in that building at the Black Fire. And so that's what we want. We want people to go and find out uh, in person all about these, all these resources, all about these resources that you're explaining that can really take a small business and and assisting them from, you know, cradle to grave. You've described that whole process, including one of the most important ones, which is uh, seed Money, You know, and so uh, with that being said, again, I think here what we're seeing recently in our region is a collaboration we've never seen before. I'm, I'm sure you've heard me say it. Uh, over the last few months, we worked with Bo and others on this um, EDA's uh, Build Back Better, if you will, grant the Good Jobs Challenge, the Economic Development Assistance Grant, all these things for the very first time that I remember we had entities like municipalities and counties and UNLV and Workforce Connections and CCSD and CSN and others working together on a grant. Never before happened. And so, but we've really, I think, arrived in a place that we are ready to take our region to the next level because we're collaborating. And a sample of that is in North Las Vegas a few months ago now, uh, something really special came together called the Small Business Connector. I know Mayor Lee called each one of us and said, you know, I want to be the first. Uh, I already have the um, fastest permitting process for businesses, fastest fire department response. I mean, he's got a big list of the fastest and the best, but he wanted us there in his city hall. So I want you to kind of share from your perspective how that came together, who each one of the three partners is and their role in this whole thing about making sure that small businesses have what they need in city hall in North Las Vegas.
0: Well, I am so proud of this program as I know that you are too. This has been enormously impactful and Uh, I'm proud of the leadership that each of us have displayed to help get this going and in record speed. Let's just say that, okay? Uh, So the city of North Las Vegas had money that they wanted to extend to people uh, in their community, small business owners, uh, uh, to get started. And they were really focused on trying to help people who are in the micro-business phase, maybe just starting up, or mom and pop uh, food, you know, food service, uh, laundromat, uh, every sort of business that normally might struggle, especially in the time of the pandemic, where we were really hit hard uh, trying to help those people advance. So they didn't have a funding mechanism, and they didn't have technical assistance for advisors, and they didn't necessarily have technical assistance outside of you to help find employees and staff the businesses. So we decided that we should create this hub where all of those resources are in one easy to find space. We call it our one-stop shop, right? And they're right in the city of North Las Vegas city hall, where they can also go to the recorder's office. The secretary of state happens to be in that same location. Uh, and so that's how that was the the thought process behind putting that together. And then, like I said, we did it in record speed. And since we opened that location, We have served over 450 individual small businesses.
1: That's amazing. It's just amazing. And I think because of that, because of the impact that we see already in such a short span of time, we already are talking about, maybe more than talking, we're scaling it up. We're already moving ahead and scaling it up. So tell us a little bit more about next steps. Where else are you bringing your resources? I know some of our locations, but tell us about anywhere else that maybe you're scaling to now.
0: Well, the list is long of the places that we want to scale to, so uh, we are taking them one at a time. We're starting in—I believe we opened this week—in your West Sahara location at the West Sahara Library, and we're hoping to be out in Henderson before the end of the year as well. Uh, the idea is we've been only in one location, housed out at Black Fire or on the UNLV campus, for the entire time that the SBDC has been down here in Southern Nevada, and. We learned that small business owners weren't as aware of us as we hoped they would be, uh, and that accessing us wasn't as convenient as we hoped it would be. So we expect that this will double, triple the numbers that we're seeing, that we've historically seen in those in the Valley, uh, which I think will in turn double and triple the impact that we see. Uh, typically, SBDC sees... Uh, you know, supports over 10,000 jobs in a year with the clients that we're seeing. We start up a few hundred businesses in a year. We every year assist small businesses to find over $50 million in capital funding. So, all of those things are really important to helping a small business continue to thrive. And we want to be out in really easy to access locations so that we can do more of that.
1: Well, the answer uh, I can tell you in, the, in the ahead of time, well, on our side, when you t- ask us if, if uh, we can be your partner, if you can be with us located, the answer is always going to be yes. Like you said, we'll have to learn how to do that. The devil's in the details, but we always want to be your partner when, wherever we can for the reasons you're talking about. We, we believe here at Workforce Connections that over the next uh, few years, the most important thing we can do is to match the... Uh, because we have great economic development efforts going on between you, the LVGA, making our region attractive to these businesses and helping businesses that are here expand, as you're talking about. But one of the most important things that's needed for economic prosperity is a workforce, more importantly, a ready workforce. And so we are really working hard to make sure that we address this uh, labor uh gap that has happened. And and it's not just single, one single reason. For years, we've had declining birth rates in our nation. We've had declining immigration rates, uh, higher rates of retirement because of the baby boomers. And so the advent of automation, all of these things mean that we've, we've, uh, if you will, it's accelerated the arrival of this huge uh, gap that we have, this labor shortage. And so we're not going to magically, unless we really perfect the cloning thing, so maybe you guys can work on that a bit, people cloning, but if, <laughs> since that's still far away, we're going to have to find alternative labor pools. And so, uh, of course, people with disabilities, I think, can play a role now better than they ever have in, this, in the competitive market. Uh, the people exiting the penal system, so the reentry population, as we refer to them, uh, returning vets. Uh, Again, the immigration, uh, the the immigrants that have the legal permission to work in the United States and youth. At the end of the day, uh, you know, just two nights ago, I had uh, we had our second meeting with uh, the workforce education members of the LVGEA. So that's. uh, Keith Whitfield from UNLV, Federico Zaragoza from CSN, uh, Darianne Pollard from Nevada State College, and then uh, the superintendent of the school district, Jesus Jara and myself, we, um, the LVGA really wants us to focus on, again, on this alignment. And so we had our second meeting about a long-term plan to really make sure that what what these businesses you're trying to help, our business community, what they need, there is a, a a long, sustainable, reliable plan for it. Not just three, four years before they, they, if you will, they're ready for the workforce, but way before that. So a lot of people, again, refer to the k through 12 system as the education system. And that's fine. Uh, You know, we fight over terms of is it workforce development? Is it education? You know, it depends on the academics. Really, if you look at the business sector uh, today, their HR departments have kind of converted to what's called talent development, talent recruitment, talent engagement. And so what we're doing in the K through 12 or in the community college or in the universities is we're producing talent and so I'm so glad that we have the right people in the right seats right now. And again, I think that's what makes me optimistic that we're going to elevate our region. We'd love to hear from you why you think it's important to do just that, to make sure that the workforce development, talent development efforts in our region are really driven by the needs of business.
0: Certainly, we know that as businesses are growing here and we're trying to attract new industry We have to meet the needs of those industries with a workforce, and we've been hearing from them that there are skill sets that we just haven't had enough of locally, right? So I hear what you're doing. I hear what the community college and uh, Nevada State College are working on to help increase skill sets, particularly in the technical sector, right? And we're following right along in that same thing, supporting what you're working on uh, trying to help make sure that students who graduate from UNLV actually stay here in the valley so as the UNLV uh, system graduates students in engineering and uh, you know the life sciences architecture business we have a tremendous accounting program at UNLV and these students are offered positions elsewhere because they don't necessarily find or they haven't historically found opportunities to grow their careers here We're changing that by bringing these new industries to town and supporting them through through funneling students right into their programs. One of the best ways we can do that is with internships. In our office, we have a great team of interns. They're working with small business owners, for instance, and they're really doing real projects. They are helping develop a business plan, doing a full marketing and digital media audit for clients, helping develop a marketing plan, finding funding, all of those things. And they keep a portfolio of what they've worked on. So when they graduate and they walk in you know, against all the other candidates for a job, they can show real practical work experience. Something that the university is really proud of is in the hospitality program. Students have to have over a thousand hours of actual work experience before they can graduate with that diploma. And What you have as a result are incredibly skilled and ready-to-work students coming out of that hospitality school. So as we look at that as a great example, we want to replicate that across campus and increase the the depth of what the the interns have the possibility to do. Uh, And then I mentioned this at a site selectors meeting, but I think that also developing small businesses in the areas, in the, the sectors, that we're trying to support and grow is also a really uh, important factor for developing a workforce. They're staying within the same industry, the same sector. We know that employees cross-pollinate to new jobs in that same space. So as we're bringing more familiarity to these industries to town and the small businesses grow up around it, I think that helps to support a, a more robust workforce as well.
1: So two things I want to comment on the on how we engage with industry to help small businesses. But also before that, I'd like to um, um, I think you know this, but uh, I always remind uh, Keith at UNLV to uh, Dr. Whitfield that I'm doing my part to do exactly what you said, because my daughter graduated from the doctorate program at UNLV in physical therapy. And, uh, you know, a lot of people tell me, oh, she's going to leave, go back to where she went to college. She's here now in her second year practicing. So I, I'm bringing that as a win for me. I'm doing my little part in making sure these UNLV graduates stay here at home. Uh, the second thing is, you know, you at UNLV, at the Blackfire Innovation Center, the Office of Economic Development, you're helping us host our third uh, industry sector partnership launch. And it's in the information and communication uh, sector. And uh, again, that beautiful building, I'm sure, will be full of uh, small, medium-sized businesses to help develop that sector. You know, the, the uh, information communications technology. A lot of people think about the large ones, but they're going to be there as well. Aristocrat Gaming, Switch, you know, these are very uh, visible companies that are great for our, for our region. But like you said, there's also the mom and pop uh, companies in there that need our help. And so that's what those industry sector partnerships are all about and we appreciate that you're uh, there helping us, opening your doors to the building to help us uh, launch that, that sector partnership.
0: I'm really looking forward to hearing the feedback from the business owners during that session because you know, we sometimes think we know what the business sector needs, and so we are really doing our best when we try to create programs or new initiatives that will help them, but hearing it straight from them, what they need, think will be really helpful to creating some very impactful programs. And to kind of piggyback on that, the university in August is also hosting a business convention for a couple of days. And we are going to ask these employers, we have stretch goal uh, employers that are not currently in Las Vegas or in the Valley, but we'd like them to be. What do they need to see in order to come here? Then we have some large local employers that we're inviting who have the capacity to hire a lot of our graduates. And then of course we have uh, the employers who are really loyal and, and are always hiring UNLV graduates to understand what we're producing for them and what they need in the future. And that will help to shape curriculum and what we're developing on campus for years to come so that we're current with what these businesses need.
1: That's amazing. So, uh, Jamie, I want to thank you for being here and answering uh, and discussing all the things we wanted to talk about, you know, but I know, again, this is the time of the program where we open up the mic for you to maybe share with our listeners anything else that we didn't, you know, necessarily place on our agenda to maybe even ask something that you might want to ask of us at Workforce Connection. So uh, the mic is yours.
0: Well, I will say that I want to talk about something that I've been really involved with, um, an initiative in our Black Fire building. Uh, it's our Vegas blockchain meetups, and they happen every last Tuesday of the month from 2 to 5 p.m. And these are a really important uh, element for advancing the level of education in the community about emerging technologies. Um it, we chose blockchain because it's so, uh, it's so large. There are so many use cases for blockchain, whether you're talking about a supply chain process, security, whether you're talking about cryptocurrency and NFTs, uh, blockchain technology has really made a huge progression into business at large. And so we want to make sure that Las Vegas and local businesses understand what is the new emerging technology that corporate and government leaders understand what is this new and emerging technology uh, and how do we use it and how does it advance the city? And it's really been, uh, we have over 100 people showing up every month to those meetings. It's really been a great opportunity to network uh, the people who are in that space. And we got this idea from the city of Las Vegas. They've got every three weeks uh, a Tech Alley event that happens downtown in the Art District. Uh, The website's techalley.org. It's fantastic. There are so many innovators and technology experts who show up at this event Every single time, and they give breakout sessions where they're educating people. If you don't know about uh, technology, if you don't know about something that's new and emerging, show up at this event, and they're going to teach you in a session about it. They're also talking about how do you find funding? How do you how do you actually meet and network so you can get your product to market? They're experienced founders who are leading these sessions and giving back, and that's something that's really exciting in this community right now, is the, the the broad sense of giving back. Everyone feels this is a moment for us to grab a hold of and bring our city to the next elevated level. And it feels like all hands are on deck for that, just as you were saying earlier. And that includes in the business sector. Uh, everybody is sharing and collaborating and supporting one another. And I see that the most in this tech sector that's emerging here. So I think it's important and worth shouting out.
1: Again, yeah, I want you to repeat uh, because I feel privileged to know all of this because uh, we're connected through LinkedIn and I, I see all your posts. But for those uh, who are not connected to you, uh, oh, by the way, get on LinkedIn, follow Jamie, get connected to her. But tell us one more time so we can make sure that we put it, that we hear it not only in the audio version of this podcast, but we're going to have a video version as well. So we want to put that uh, website, if that's what it was, on the screen. So one more time. How is it?
0: TechAlley.org. Is the uh, the city of Las Vegas's tech tech meetup that happens every third Saturday, or uh, it happens every three weeks? I'll have to get the calendar, sure. but it's on their website. And then we have VegasBlockchainMeetup.com, and we every last Tuesday of the month from two to five at Blackfire Innovation. You can find us there in our esports arena hosting the blockchain meetup. And we're also happy to give tours before or after those sessions. So if you haven't seen all that we have to offer at Blackfire, definitely come and and come early or stay late and we'll give you a tour.
1: So we have, I think we caught the link for the blockchain. How does somebody connect with Blackfire and the team there? Is there a website uh, or an email address that you can give us so they can reach out to the team there to visit or take a tour?
0: Sure. I mean, they can actually reach out to me directly. My email is jamie, J-A-M-I-E dot Schwartz, S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z at UNLV dot E-D-U. And I'd be happy to, if it's not me and I can't actually personally give the tour, I will definitely hand you off to one of our great people on our team who can do it.
1: Well, I would recommend everybody who's listening to do that, take advantage of that offer because, again, every time I go, it feels like a new tour. There's always something new. So I'm looking forward to my next tour with you and Bo. I want to thank you again for uh, coming down to Workforce Connections to do the WC podcast. I'm sure we'll have you back and I'm sure we'll see each other soon as we scale up these um, resources for small businesses at our V business hub. So thank you, Jamie. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode of the WC podcast. We'll see you in the next one. Until then, stay safe.